0: Hey Bill, good morning. How you doing?
1: Good morning, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing awesome. I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and so I was thinking, Bill, you know, we're, we're, we're a couple of CNC router junkies here, trying to uh, help people on their journey. And um, I was thinking, why don't we talk about beginner projects, like you know, when people are just diving into it, uh, just starting out, and maybe we can talk about some projects and the, the simple stuff that actually Uh, mean something right it just it doesn't even have to mean something simple stuff can be the best stuff and then maybe we can talk about what i'm thinking perhaps when people just get into it and they're thinking maybe i'll test the waters or something but they like know that they're going to be going further into it and um, so they just buy little stuff and Knowing that they're going to be buying bigger stuff down the road, things like that, just little tips and some more experience. Let's, let's share that stuff.
1: I think it's a great idea. I think a lot lot of people, when they start, especially if you buy the CNC with the plans of selling and making a little bit of money, um, a lot of people skip the learning process. So they don't do the little, the quick little jobs and the easy easy little, you know, the jobs that you need to do to get under your belt in order to learn how to use your machine. A lot of people want to jump right into the complicated uh, processes, you know, multiple tool bits and multiple colors. And, you know, you, you need to, to learn the basics. So you got to learn to walk before you can run.
0: Yeah. You know what? I, I have received emails, <laughs> uh, sadly enough, of uh, quite a few people who just dive in i know you've seen this too they they get the machine and the first thing you want to do is start cutting a project so they sit down they design it up and they uh, slap their project on the router and then they put a bit in and hit go and the first thing that happens is they break the bit because they didn't set things up like there's these safe height or or uh, the feeds aren't set up right and i think that's a really good start here it's if if you're brand new to this and you're just getting a machine and and you're ripping and raring to go, believe me, Bill and I get it. Um, yeah. Don't get ready to run that 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 project that's in your mind already, right off the, right from the get go, because you want to learn the software, you want to learn the, the the speeds and feeds aspect and get a feel for it, and you want to know how your machine moves around. My first uh, thing I made. It was a cross um, it was just a church over there that had a big cross I said, okay I'll design that and one bit and the first thing I did was just run the machine without a project in it and without a bit in it without turning the router on and just let it run out to see what it was doing uh, of course that comes from some experience of being in the CNC industry for quite a while well was quite your first a lot one?
1: of a lot of the the newer machines will come with the uh, that first file of they recommend that you run and it's like a welcome sign and I know Shapoko has the the one where you attach the marker to it and put a piece of cardboard underneath it and it, it draws that that image on um, with using a black sharpie and a piece of paper and that's that's just to make sure that your machine's running right that way you're not putting in a bit and you're not just going full tilt and you know hoping everything works you do the test run you make sure everything's working and you go from there yeah yeah. You know, I've seen I've seen people People take that one step further and make their own files to use with the Sharpie so you're not even turning the router on and you're, you know, you're drawing a hello sign or happy birthday sign with a marker and a piece of paper just to, to get, you know, your feet under you just to, to learn the machine a little bit, learn the ins and outs before you, you know, put an expensive piece of wood, an expensive bit and turn the router and you hit go
0: uh-huh yep yeah i i think what what you as a new person one of the things that i i see a lot is um well i just said it they just want to dive right in and i, I don't I, I can't stress enough <laughs> i know you want to make stuff this is such an amazing thing you invested a bunch of money in this thing already and and ripping and wearing to go um it's it's like anything else. It's baby steps, especially if you if you don't know this this world of CNC routers. Um, what was one of your what was like your very first project, Bill? When you did uh, when you first got into your, your well, you've been in CNC for a long time, but when you yeah. got your chipoka, what was the very first project?
1: Um, trying to remember. Well, it's probably not a great example. I made a couple signs for some friends, so I made a couple of Jeep signs. I don't know if I ever showed them to you. Um, and they weren't really beginner projects because I, I knew what I was doing. So I, I kind yeah. of, it was more for me playing with the, the machine and figuring out uh, the speeds and how fast I could go with, with that certain application. But they weren't really um, simple, easy pine cutouts that I would recommend people doing.
0: Right, you know, right. Yeah, mind you, so Bill has been in this for 20 years and he works on industrial machines. And so he got a Shapoko home machine so, he already knew and understood a lot of stuff. So, he was able to skip some of the steps, but he did still have to go through the steps to understand how his machine was running because you still have to get a feel for that. So, that, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You want to make sure that, you know, I, I had to make sure that I knew how what the machine was capable of. So, how fast it could go, you know, the feeds that I could, I could run because I went from using a spindle to a router. Higher RPMs, you know, higher everything. So it uh, it took a it took me a while just to figure out what the limitations were. So mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got to go through the same the same step.
0: Yeah, yeah, and this is coming from a professional, someone who you can consider an expert in doing this stuff because mm-hmm. you've been doing it for so long. I, you ever consider yourself an expert, Bill?
1: <laughs> not really. I don't know. I have a hard time with that because there's always people that know more than you do. So. You know, I'm efficient at what I do, but again, CNC is such a broad field that yeah. it, it, it's hard to to consider. Your, you know, I might be an expert in one area of it, but not uh, not in the general broad field of CNC. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Uh, I think there's a, a you learn, sense of... You
1: learn mas- something every day, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a sense of mastery. One of the things I do know that is... No expert considers themselves an expert, but uh, right. I think that you do have an expertise at it. You've been doing it a long time. You make some pretty yeah. cool projects. I mean, yeah, so I just sent
1: some photos. Them, Those are the two first time that I made.
0: Sent some photos. Oh, I have to take a look. I have to take a look. Let's see what do you got. Okay. Oh, look at that. How do I get this up on the screen? Jeep Willy service. Oh, that is so, so cool an amc eagle oh boy that goes back amc eagles yeah Yeah. have you ever heard of an amc do you know what amc is if (laughs) american motor what is it american motor 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 Car corporation Corporation. Uh, american (laughs) motors yeah so that was an automatic automatic automotive manufacturer in the united states and uh, they made i think they were the first ones that had the jeep uh they also some of the old muscle cars that were really cool yeah uh, but yeah. okay, so anyway, yeah, one of the projects I did was very simple. It was just uh, four words, right? <laughs> words, words sell, by the way. So yeah, this this guy, it's, I got this little panel here that I took uh, engineered flooring on, and I cut mm-hmm. the engineered flooring into four segments, and uh, it says think wealth, prosperity, and wow. abundance and it hangs on the wall I, this is something i'm gonna sell but each panel has one word on it it's it's so simple they're all cut with the same bit 90 degree v bit and that's that's the thing about simple projects the first project that you do you should just experiment with one bit right? do right don't don't put don't make your life so complex that that uh you don't understand the flow because every time you add a bit to a project, you add a level of complexity to it. Wouldn't you say, Bill?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and a concept of order of operations. I don't think I've ever really talked about order of operations before. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody ever talk about that. Actually,
1: I mentioned it in my last video, the one I just put out because uh, I, I, kept it pretty simple, I had two different bits that I used for the whole uh, the whole process. And at the end, uh, I grouped them together into one toolpath rather than having eight separate toolpaths. And then I, I talked briefly about order of operations, right? You wanna make sure that your machine is cutting things in the right order.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, so order of operations is essentially what bit is gonna be cutting when. Uh, because that's important, right? As you get into uh, multiple bit changes, you want to have a plan of attack and be able to, you don't want to cut the profile out before you, (laughs) what, start doing the carving and what have you, because you can, uh, obviously for obvious reasons, you've lost your clamping, unless you use tabs, but even tabs can be, uh, can break, If you don't make them big enough and you don't want to make tabs very big. Um, One of the projects worked over the weekend. It was was just Mother's Day weekend. had my grandkids. And so um, I thought, I know that I had all this engineering flooring laying around. And so I cut a piece of paper out to the size of the flooring and I gave it to the, to the boys with a Sharpie. And I said, here, draw a picture for mom and we'll make it on the router. And so I they, they, they did that. I took a picture of it, imported the bitmap into Vectric, had it, uh, what trace, bitmap trace over it. It took me about five minutes to just check it and get a couple of nodes straightened out. And then I slapped the thing on the router and five minutes later, I had that thing cut course i had to get the i used aura mask on it because i spray painted the lettering Uh, basically i did that because the color of the 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 wood backing it's the the flooring is like a ply uh it's more high quality stuff and the color difference from the top of it to any material behind it is almost the same so i needed it wouldn't have stood out so i needed something to make it stand out so i put a mask on and i spray painted all the little letters that grooved out and came out with this amazing little kid project he gave it to his mom and you know it's permanent it's going to be there for the rest of of the, their mom's life she'll have yeah. that on the wall yeah and it is so simple i've, I've, seen, know, that,
1: I've bit, seen a lot of bit. people do that yeah. yeah one bit and i mean tri- A lot of people doing the handwritten recipes, you know, that their mother had or grandmother had, you know, it's pretty popular. The trick is having the software, I guess, that allows you to trace the handwritten note.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, from what I understand, you don't, there's, yeah, there are softwares you have to do that. Uh, I use the Vectric, which has that feature in it. You use Carveco, which has that feature in it where it'll trace a bitmap and then I think there are some free services online too that I am starting to uh, learn about. I'm sure um,
1: Easel, Easel could probably do
0: it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it, they would have to be able to do that. Yeah, that's kind of the uh, cornerstone of the CNC router stuff is to be able to trace yeah. uh, trace bitmaps. But uh, I, I think, you know, getting back to the beginner stuff, right, Th- these were such simple projects that, that can be done so quickly and so simply sure, sure. in fact I've got a video out or I'm putting it out now uh, just finishing editing it that runs through that whole little process I mean I'm, I'm literally walking them through the whole process of how you how you do this <laughs> and I crack up because it's so simple
1: <laughs> yeah well it's it's daunting for people that have never never done it before and there's there's a couple people, a couple different people that start off. There's the people that have a little bit of experience. They've they designed certain things. Maybe they have a vinyl cutter or a cricket or a laser. So they have some type of background designing. And then there's people that have a woodwork, woodworking background, but very little computer or design skills. So for people like that, these simple projects are a great learning curve and a great, you know,
0: step right you know what that those simple projects are your encouragement too i think you it almost uh, didn't you just say that very encouraging okay because i wasn't sure if that's the word you use it is encouraging Mm -hmm. when you're able to create something small and simple you can see yourself being able to navigate to the next level at a um (laughs) i want to say a more controlled pace and uh it's, it's, it's a skill level, right? And it's an awareness that, oh, okay, I can do this instead of, you know, I've got this stacked text project I made there that says, I love CNC. Um, yeah. You know, the, you, you just you don't, you know, can't whip that out right away. You just can't. You're no. you run into Even a wreck.
1: All the videos that are out there with the stacked text, I saw somebody on the Carve Co. forum uh, that said he, he was on his 20th attempt before he got that right. So he attempt. stuck stuck with it. You know, he went through the attempt 1 to 19. And on the 20th one, you know, he finally got it. And that's like what I've told people before is, I like, guess as soon as you, it might be daunting to learn. But as soon as you learn that skill, that's one less thing that you've got to learn. And now you can move on to the next. It's one yeah. tool that you, you can put in your belt. And now, you know, you keep on going. And nobody knows everything right off the bat. It, it's it's a slow learning Process.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I've actually been uh, I've actually made the decision. I am going to be putting together a course that will take people through that journey, uh, the necessary journey. It's it's kind of a pain, but they learn so much along the way. You know, you learn one thing, you learn the next thing, you learn the next thing, and they all stack on top of each other. I think what we're talking about here is at the moment is trying to help people avoid trying to jump Uh, to the miss all the steps because inevitably what happens is you might be successful your first couple of times when you just skip all the steps but then somewhere along the road you have this issue and you have no clue as to why that issue happened and it's ruined a project or the machine won't run or or you break a bit and you and you you just don't, you don't know what happened. You don't know why, because the thought flow was not created to understand the whole flow of right. getting to that type of project.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one thing that beginners have to go through is getting that experience under the belt to determine when something goes wrong, why or what the cause was rather than, you know, jump too far ahead when it's going to happen things are going to happen that don't have a reason and don't have a a why it's just a accident right accidents happen but once once you learn how to predict or determine what is more likely to be an accident then you know it's the more that you more experience you have under your belt the more projects that you do the more you'll be able to to look at that and say, Hey, you know what, that might be an issue, or maybe I shouldn't use that bit for this. You know, the more that you do, the more that, you know,
0: Yeah. You know what, here's, here's a good example that uh, I know you've seen this is where someone's cutting a, a, just a 2d type of thing. They're cutting some letters that are going to be raised up a little bit and letters, the letters have points at, on them like perhaps we'll use a new times roman type of font right and the the mm-hmm. font has corners and mm-hmm. the corners are sharper than 90 degrees you may come in at a 30 degree corner and reverse your direction 30 degrees so you have a very sharp raised letter and they break the material breaks at that corner and they don't understand mm-hmm. why and they post in the forum, why did this happen? <laughs> and it, yeah. it yeah. without understanding the flow, it's going to happen. And it, there's nothing more frustrating than cutting something. And you've worked a long time on it. And then you get these breakage and you, you don't know why that happened. The reason you don't know is because you didn't go through the process. The reason something like that happens is because the... It's not set into the mind to be aware of the strength of the wood, the direction of the grain, the thinness of the cut, and how to compensate for that that minute bit of material that's that's right at the edge of that letter, and how, how to adjust your tool paths to to prevent that from happening.
1: If you can even prevent it, I mean, depending on what kind of wood you're using, because I know a common problem that a lot of beginners have is, is pine is a cheap wood. So yeah. everyone goes to the big box stores, buys the cheap pine, buys the, the pre-glued craft panels. Um, and what a lot of new people will, will end up posting or asking about is why why are the tips breaking off my letters? How come you know, this part of the letter just broke right off? Why am I getting fuzzies all over my wood? Uh, <sighs> where they don't understand that pine... The range in pine that I see at my local store is incredible. The craft panels that you get are made out of crappy pieces of small pieces of pine that they couldn't use for anything else, so they glue them together. You've got grain going one way, grain going the next way. You know, you've got tight, tight grain in one piece. If you've got grain spread apart in the next piece, it's it's difficult for a a new person to see that and understand that they're going to get completely different results as they move up and down that piece of wood.
0: Yeah, that's, so that's relative that's another, to yeah, relative to a higher another, quality piece of
1: wood. Yeah. yeah, another thing that that new CNC users have to learn is, is is materials. It's not even the program and the tools. It's getting different results with different materials.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you just made a good point. Uh, uh, a lot of people get their pine material on there. they'll buy the, mm. the uh, pine all around as a soft wood and it's it's grainy it is fuzzy by nature the mm. the 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 rings typically are loose depending on the grade of the wood i mean those panels you just talked about those are the ones that didn't deserve to be two by fours right the, 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 they were the let's put them in the wood in the wood pile and burn them and someone said well no let's see if we can sell them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so they make they make shelves out of them right that that aren't meant to design you know have nice designs in them they're just utility wood and so that's that's yeah there's a good good point that. Pine is not your decorative wood. You can consider it your practice wood.
1: Yeah. And it is, but the, you know, the, the problem that we're having now, which is, I guess, it's a little bit off topic, but the, the price of wood has gone through the roof. Uh, I picked up two pieces of pine on the weekend at Home Depot. Uh, eight inch by eight feet long was $35 for clear pine. Because I have a customer that wants a shelf made uh cnc on some of it and she sent me a picture and I, I told her like listen wood is incredibly expensive right now she's like i don't care i just want it it's for my son price is not an object i said okay so i mean it's going to be a 120 twenty dollar shelf okay uh i've i'll have i'll have 50 of material and by the time i'm done all right but that's, that's you know, an... Not going to make it out of maple because maple is three times the price.
0: Right, right. That's a very interesting point you just brought up, Bill. This is a sidestep as well. Uh, one of the things I talk about all the time is you're not selling a project. You're selling a feeling. And here's someone that right. that is willing to – they didn't care about the price. They wanted to do something for somebody that they love and they were willing to pay for it. They didn't care. They they didn't care. I wonder if you could probably have talked them up to a higher price with that um by with a with a finer Ooh. finer wood. You probably could have if they were that
1: uh, <laughs> I could probably send her a message back and say, "Listen, I've got, you know, I've got this nice maple here. Would you like to use that instead?" But she wants it stained and it has a certain look where I think using nice hardwood is is kind of
0: uh, not a waste, but
1: you're not going to even know what kind of wood it is by the time it's stained and finished. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what would you say are the steps that a beginner should go through or would have to go through? So they don't know anything about a CNC router, right? But they have enough that they know that they want to go in this direction, but they just don't know what they're coming into yet. And they've ordered a machine.
1: The first thing that you need to settle on is I think we were talking about it earlier, is your software. You really need to figure out, and I'm a big fan of picking a software and, and sticking with it. So some machines come with free software. Um, some machines don't come with any software and you've got to choose a lot of new people will look for the free software and decide to go with that but i'm of the opinion that if you're buying a cnc machine with the purpose and the idea to turn it into a profit make profit making venture that you should take it seriously and invest in software the same as you would invest in your machine and the same as you would invest in bits so you know carfco has 15 dollars dollars a month for example so instead of you learning how to use easel or carbide create or whatever you know even fusion 360 instead of you using learning how to use these these free softwares knowing that there's a limitation on that knowing that at some point in time you're going to change why why invest six months of learning a software to know that you're going to switch so if you know that you're going to switch to a a paid version of of a The software, get that software right off the bat and just start learning how to use it because as soon as you switch, you're going to have to learn all over again. So why not, why not start off on the right foot and, and pick a software?
0: Yeah, and that switching also it leads to frustration because it, it does different stuff. You you work with a different software, it does different things. And I'm like I'm a Vectric guy, Bill is a Carveco guy, and they're both excellent softwares. I've sometimes have thought I want to try Carvco, but why? You know, Vectric, uh, for me, Vectric has worked itself well into the system as has Carvco. And we can both get I can get to where I want to go okay. in the way that they put it together and I don't need to switch over to another software. That's another six months of learning just to get the basics down, yeah. right? It, it, that, right. It, that's probably the other thing is just getting the software. It's, there's a process, uh, there's a learning process. I've been into it for six months and I still have so much to learn about the software. Yeah, And I teach and on it.
1: <laughs> I've been using Carreco forever and you know they keep on upgrading, making changes where you've been doing one thing, one way, your whole you know software career, let's say, and then they come out with a new way and they say, hey, now all you have to do is click this. I still do it the old way because it's embedded in my brain. Uh, and, they, you know, somebody mentioned something on my, one of my videos the other day I said, you know, you, you don't have to go up to the main tab and then scroll down and then pick that option. You can just go over here and click that button. I was like, you know what? I never even noticed. I'm just so set in my ways. That, but that's, you know, it's one of those things that if you're used to using Carbide Create and you're used to designing a vector a certain way, if you switch over to Vetrix or Carveco, you're going to have to go through those steps again. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I really recommend, you know, just try, even trying out before you get your CNC. Vetrix is great. You can download vCarve Pro and try it for free all you want. Yeah. You can't save or send any of your files but you can try the software out you can start learning how to design before you even get your machine yep absolutely and i believe CarveCo is coming out with a 90 day free trial so that'll be great
0: yep that's really smart we're
1: lacking is free trial
0: really smart to get the free trial because yeah, you, that, you you can fiddle with it quickly and know if you're comfortable with it right. um on the other side once you start getting comfortable with it of course you don't want to switch <laughs> then they've got a customer right <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, i mean um, so, the more the more you use it the more videos you watch the more tutorials you do you know the more comfortable you're with it so
0: mm-hmm. I, i've had people on my youtube channel idc woodcraft they have wanted to ask me to do stuff in carbide and easel and uh, i've thought about it mm-hmm. i may I may fiddle with it, I, um, but yeah, you know, I have to learn it then too. And it's, right. it, I, I would love to be able to do that, to give everybody everything. But the, the workload that it puts on me is incredible To Then I'm working with three different softwares, trying to teach people and do my, my stuff at the same time. And yeah. so I can't really, can't really do that that's uh, well, you have to pick your battles
1: learning a software is time consuming and if you want to do it efficiently then you know it it, it is time consuming and and you got to devote a certain amount of time so if you want to spread yourself out and learn three or four different softwares you're not going to have much time for anything else
0: yeah yeah i do i do appreciate the people ask that and i I do spend a little bit of time on the software it's just to understand their capabilities and limitations uh, because I do want to know it. I want to know what the strengths are yeah. and the weaknesses are and and the vector that I use.
1: Well, we let's go back to to projects. So we, we kind of yeah. briefly talked about it, but another great way to learn is like you you had your sign is to just start cutting some text. You know, yeah. start start making some text use some different fonts learn which fonts work best a lot of people uh, like the scroll fonts or the strip fonts that you know tie in together so the word is is all one so a lot of what's popular right now is you know names that are a script all together so you can you can learn how to use fonts two ways you can cut a font into a sign so let's say you have a three quarter inch piece of pie and you can carve some words and sayings into the pine. You know, you can start off with a quarter inch bit, learn the limitations of what a quarter inch bit can do when you're cutting inside the font, uh, then work on an eighth inch bit and see what that gives you. And then the next step would be to actually cut out the words. So what's popular in my area is, you know, MDF cut out, the say, gather, welcome family. So cut out the font, instead of cutting inside the letters, cut it out out of a piece of wood, out of a piece of MDF and go from there. Cause that, those are two different operations.
0: Yeah, so you're actually talking about so it's, not carving the wood into a board, but carving around a word. So the finished product is a word, right? Yeah,
1: so that's, that's two different, those are two different operations and two different things that you need to learn probably I would say at, at your first steps of being a CNC user is, you know, learning to cut out words. That's probably the easiest and the best place to start out as. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, words, <laughs> words. <laughs> I always say it, words sell. You know, it, everybody buys words when they buy CNC projects, almost always. And uh, people who buy CNC projects, at least the, the crafty ones, they're almost always buying words. You just put a a welcome vector on Etsy. Uh, it's actually a really cool little sign. So if you want to get a very simple uh, but elegant welcome sign, then you can go to Bill's Etsy store. I'll put a link down in the description of this podcast for that. Um, I don't. I've got one welcome sign. It's a little bit different. I actually designed it up. Well, I guess that's what we all do, right? We all just sign them up. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Well, that we're, was we're that welcome up. sign was one of the first things I did for the craft show, the first craft show that I went to three years ago. The, Chris, or the sorry, the Christmas one, right? I made all the the items in advance, and I still have half of them. I still have two of those welcome signs sitting here. Okay. But that was one of the first, you know, that's in pine. Uh, you know that's where you learn the, the fuzzies and the, how to stain and where the stain doesn't show through the knots and you know that's one of the great learning learning experiences that that quick and easy little welcome sign. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Um, Bill and I could talk about the path that you would follow. Uh, what we would really uh, you don't need to know the whole path right now. What what I think. Mm -hmm. I would want to express to any brand new CNC here is when you order a machine, you want to know first how the machine runs. You don't want to start cutting a project right away because you will end up with problems and you won't understand why you're having them. So you want to get the machine running. You want to know how to move it, how to make it move the way you want to. You want to know what happens when you do a quick, easy design and what it's going to be doing. And then you move into actually carving a quick and easy design. I have a lot of videos on the YouTube channel that, that walk you through processes like that. Don't try to put the cart before the horse in this case, right? because you're, you're going to get frustrated, angry. You're going to reach out for help. And and here's the other thing I think that happens, Bill. That, well, I don't think I know, and you know too, is in the, the groups. When people are that new, and they try to do something they don't even they unfortunately they're not versed enough to know even know how to ask the question and so it's 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 (laughs) such a vague question that you can't really answer the question so people are asking questions back what
1: well i mean it's it's the same thing if if you if you're new you don't know how to ask the question because you don't if you don't know what went wrong or what you're trying to accomplish it's hard to put it into words what you're trying to ask so yeah, it, it's, a, it's a common thing. I, I see it, and I mean, a lot of times you'll see the first response to their question is, "What exactly are you trying to do?" Yeah. So.
0: Yep. Yep. Because the question is so general, so vague, uh, a sincere who wants to answer the question can't answer it because it's it's too too vague, not specific enough. Mm-hmm. What would be uh, yeah. your advice to a brand new person?
1: Well, I think, you know, like we said, pick a software and, you know, connect to it for to a certain amount of time and then start off with simple signs, a great learning materials, MDF. Now it's not a great, it can be a great selling feature, but MDF is easy to carve. It normally carves quite well. It can be a pain in the butt to, to paint, but, if you're learning how to use your machine, if you're learning how to cut out letters and shapes, MDF is great. If you're learning how to carve signs, if you're learning how to use a quarter inch bit, an eighth inch bit, uh, V bits, you know, those are always difficult for some people to learn. If you're learning those, MDF is a great resource to, to start learning on because it, it's really readily available as of right now. I don't think it's gone up in price. So it should be pretty cheap for people. You can buy it in four by eight sheets. You can get it cut down at the big box stores. You can buy it in smaller sheets. It's consistent. So you're gonna have a consistent product when you're, when you're done carving. It's not like pine where you're gonna have inconsistencies in the wood because every piece of pine is different. Um, so I'd start with simple words, uh, cutouts, carves in MDF. I think that's probably the best best way to start and learn
0: yeah that's actually a really good point. you're not investing a lot of time and money yeah yeah really good point because it, it's throwaway material now i wouldn't suggest particle board right the looser stuff because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so much glue in that 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 glue will yeah. uh yeah and, and it doesn't leave at least with mdf you can get a decent project out of it uh, you know uh, but the but the rougher the, the rougher particle board you can't uh MDF is a little messy because it's very dusty, but as Bill said, there's no yeah. grain in it. So it's consistent no matter which direction you're going. And it's a, it's a great start. And I <laughs> have to agree. Just don't, don't waste your money or your time until you get a feel because it will bite you in the butt. It will definitely bite you in the butt. There's a
1: few people out there. Once you get into MDF, there's, there's a few people uh, I've seen on Instagram and, and YouTube that do incredible signs out of mdf um ever you since aztec calendars yeah oh yeah I've, i did one that's another okay. learning experience too but once you learn how to paint and seal mdf uh there's people out there that make incredible signs you know so that's that's a whole venture if, if you want to go down that that pathway of learning how to manipulate mdf because again it, it's a consistent cheap source of material. So. The finishing is where people get hung up on. Um, the finishing does take some time and, and some some learning, but that's you know that's a business venture on its own.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, Bill, we're mm-hmm. at the top of the hour, and I have another commitment I have to get to. So, unfortunately, I got to leave you and and leave leave the mm-hmm. our, our, our fellow CNCer who's listening to this. So, you know, CNC routing is is an amazing craft and i kudos to you for wanting to get into it and don't let what we're saying scare you off what we want to do is avoid frustrations that you may, will have and then uh, try to figure out why you have these issues so by all means go for it and learn the process just realize it's 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 like a baby becoming an adult you have to start at the beginning and you got to work your way up Yes, you're going to make mistakes regardless. That's part of the learning process, too. But um, we just want to help you avoid the the mistakes that are going to drive you crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, with that, I am going to bid you adieu and I will let Bill say goodbye. But just so you know, I have a YouTube channel, IDC Woodcraft, and Bill has a YouTube channel. Bill Keys is the name of his channel. And if you are interested in knowing some information, always email us. The contact information will be down in the description of this podcast. So, Bill, why don't you pass this off to um, say, good, say goodbye?
1: Well, I hope everybody uh, got a little something from this. Uh, you know, we kind of went back and forth and kind of veered off at a couple of times, but just keep in mind that if you're new to scene scene, don't expect the world when you first start. You know, pick some small goals, do some baby steps, pick some easy projects. Um, Even if you have to buy a file and learn from that, you know, that's a great way to learn simple text is a great, a great way to learn, because the nice thing about text is you can change it as many, many ways as you want fonts, you know, your endless possibilities. So start small uh, and just know that every time you learn one aspect, that's just one more tool in your belt that you can move forward on. So just have fun, right? Enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you're not going to come back.
0: Right. That is, it's a wonderful craft. Okay. Until next time, we will talk to you later.